Hi, everyone. It is June the 10th, June the 10th, 2019. (laughs) This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I can already tell we're getting off to a great start. Well, anyway, guys, today's topic or today's discussion is going to be waiting your turn, all right? Learning patience. None of us have it. We all need it, but we're going to talk about it even more. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hey, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us through that short commercial break. We appreciate that. And like I said in the introduction, we are talking about waiting your turn, standing in line, basically, and having patience. Because that's really kind of what patience is, is you're standing in a long queue waiting for uh, your turn. Okay, and so a lot of us get uh, look at lines, you know, you'll pull up to the movies or pull up to a restaurant more than anything. Oh, my God, look at the line. We're not stopping here. Okay, so, you know, patience is a lot like that. And there's a couple things I'm really going to screw with your mind a little bit about something I'm going to tell you a little further down in the uh, in the show. But um It kind of, it messes with me a lot. Let me just put it that way. It's in a good way, not a bad way, in a good way. But anyway, you know, one of the things that, that I've learned, uh, uh, in all the research that I'm doing in the books that I've written, um, one of the things that I've learned is, you know, we we all need to have patience and, uh, cause here's the thing, you know, you might quit the day before, uh, something amazing is going to happen. Let me give you, I write about this a lot. I've written about, I'm actually writing a new book and I I share this story a lot. It's just, it's just a, I think as a metaphor, it's a good metaphor. So I'm going to share it with you now. So let's say that, that one of the changes in your life that you want to make is I want a new job. You get out there, you get on uh, the job boards and searches and you're looking and you put your resume out there and you might get a call or two, but it's really not the the dream job that you're looking for, you know, and you really, really, really want this job, okay, and you really go out there, and so a couple of months, three, four months pass by, nothing really tangible, nothing really to hang my hat on, and you just say, well, you know, crap, if there's not anything out there now, there's probably not, I just, you know, it's wrong time, you start making excuses, ah, it's the wrong time, there's nothing out there, it's a dream job, that's why I'm not finding it, It, you know, I don't deserve that, Um, nothing good like that's going to happen for me, blah, 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 okay, and now, so you've looked and you looked and you looked and you're getting ready to quit, But here's what you don't know. Here's what you don't see. Let's say that the dream job that's going to make an absolute change in your life, you're going to be the most happy you've ever been in, in, in a career getting this job. There's only one problem with getting this job. It is currently occupied by someone you don't know, someone you probably will never meet, And here's the skinny. They've had a wonderful, fruitful, fantastic career. They're getting ready to retire. Okay. They deserve all of the fanfare, all of the wonderful stuff that comes with 
a long-standing career. They're beloved by everybody they work with. And this person has earned the right to have a man, just a, a, a trumpet-filled, cymbal-bashing fanfare, you know, it's we love you, retirement party, all the stuff that goes with that. You're just rocking it out. Everything is totally awesome. And this person uh, absolutely, positively just deserves all of that. Okay. Now, here's the thing. You're months into your deal. Okay. This guy has, or gal, has two weeks left. Two weeks left. And the universe is already aligned so that you come across this information. Okay. You're going to come across this information. You're, you, you are going to get the job. Job's yours. You just don't know it yet. Two weeks out. And you've been searching for months and you say, nah, this shit isn't going to work. And you give up. Two more weeks. Two more days. Two more hours. Who knows what the two more could have been, okay? But you gave up on your dream because you didn't have the patience to see it through. Well, I waited for months, okay? Well, maybe you needed to wait for months and a half, months and a week, months and an hour, months and a blah, 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 okay? You know? Maybe you should have had so much faith that the job is yours, that you prayed about it, you're grateful about it, you're doing all these things, and instead you quit, and guess what the universe does? Oh, well, they don't want that anymore. Let's move on. And it realigns and readjusts for somebody who you don't know, that you've never met, that's going to get your dream job, and they're going to have the best life ever. Why? Because we didn't wait in line. We didn't wait our turn. Because we look to the negative side instead of, well, maybe the job that I have is being currently held by, if I knew them, I probably would love them to death because it's a wonderful person. Someone who, oh my God, if you knew it, you'd be going, oh my God, yes, no. I want this person to have, yes, go out with that bang, man. Wow, you deserve all of this great stuff that's about to happen for you. And they did, but you gave up too soon to even find that, that out. Because maybe after you got that job, you find out how wonderful a person, the, you know, your, your, your predecessor was one of the best employees we ever had. You know, this, this person was, was wonderful and beloved. And we were looking for you to be the same thing. And you probably would have been, could have been. All of that, but... You quit because you couldn't wait your you couldn't wait your turn. That's what happens to us. I can't imagine. You know, it kind of it, it it it's an eye opener to think in all of my life how many times that I quit something when if I would have just stayed with it, where would I be today? I don't make that same mistake anymore, and that's why we're having this podcast. I don't want you to make the same mistake either. And here's where I'm going to really jack with you. Okay. Let's say that the universe is not being able to move around 
because maybe you need to be where you are for this moment because when the universe or God does move you into this new thing, that opens up something for someone else that you never will know, never will have a, a contact with, and it and it makes a, a blessing that saves someone's life, that that does something so amazing for someone else because you moved out of the way to make room for their destiny to open up. Because you were being moved into your destiny so that someone behind you's destiny could open up. Maybe that's the reason that you're you're stalled in this moment. Has nothing to do with you and everything to do with somebody around you. If you're a good person, and I know you are because you're listening to my podcast. If you're a good person, here's the skinny. You you would probably move out of your way or do something to help another human being. Okay, well, what makes you think that that you're not in some sense? And, you know, and, and there's really, in God's infinite wisdom, sees no reason for your paths to cross, but he's doing some things in front of you or, or he's moving you for a reason that you, you're not even aware of, that you don't even know. But if you did know, you'd probably go, oh my God, Yes, no, keep me right here. I'm fine. Let everything unfold the way it should. Well, you don't know that because you know what? We all go we all we all go towards the worst. Oh, this shit ain't never gonna work for me. I ain't gonna get it. We're not gonna do it. Or man, this is just taking too long. Hell, I ain't sitting around doing this. You know? This stuff don't never happen to me. There ain't no job out there. There you know. Yeah. You can look at it that way, but you're a damn fool if you do. And believe me, I've been a damn fool probably the biggest majority of my life because I did. I, I can think about times in my life where I quit, where I just gave up. You know, oh, this is never going to happen to me. This is never going to change. Nothing's ever going to uh, go with this. There's things that I've been doing in my life for years that have never really amounted to much of nothing, but they mean something to me. So I keep doing it, you know, and, and I can hear some of it and, and, and it begs the question, well, you know, you keep, uh, when you keep doing so with the, the thing of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, you know, and my, my, my choice in that is, is that, some of what I'm working on is things that I do feel called to do. I do feel that's a calling in my life. I do feel called to do that. So, you know, if Moses can wait, what, 40 odd years or whatever he had to wait, then I think I can wait whatever amount of time the good Lord sees fit for me to wait. Because there's been so many other blessings in my life that I know that they're out there. I know that I get blessings. You know, I I know I I also want to share something with you that and I've shared it before. It's again, this is another uh, story that I use a lot in the when I talk, but it it, it's 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 good stuff. You know, it's it's things that we need to hear. It's things that that I that that I feel called to keep saying, you know, it's not that I'm beating a dead horse. It's just that we're I feel compelled to share this story because it is, it, it, you know, you, you have to 
to get to a point where enough is enough, where you say, you know, enough is enough. I'm, I'm going to give this a real shot. I'm going to give this a real try. And so for those of you uh, who may or may not, or may have heard this story, bear with me, um, you know, it, it, but it's a good story. So when I first moved here to West Texas, you know, a uh, year and a half so ago, you know, now, um, I, uh, I decided and I just felt called, I, I shouldn't say I decided, I felt called to find a church home, to finally, maybe for the first time in my life, get through some spiritual, uh, awakening, some spiritual epiphany. You know, I'd gone through metaphysics. I've gone to churches. I've done all this. I'll tell you, I, I, there's more to this backstory than, uh, than this. But anyway, I'm sitting in church. I, I found a church. I, I got on uh, a website. I found a church, Christian-based church, good Bible-based church. Um, very well recommended by someone that I absolutely think of as a mentor. And so I started going, okay? And I stayed obscure when I went. I sat in the back. I really didn't say hello. I, I said hello if, if spoken to first, or I would say good morning to someone who was opening the door to me, or if an usher came by and said, hey, good morning, I would say good morning. I wasn't rude or anything like that, but I just stayed to myself. I didn't attempt to meet anyone I didn't really, you know, I hung out and sometimes I would stay for two services because I was struggling so hard to concentrate through one that, that fighting all the shit that was going through my head, uh, I didn't get half of what he was saying. So I stayed for a second one to see if I could pick up, you know, some of the other stuff because my mind was so cluttered with crap and so cluttered with the enemy attacking me saying, oh, you don't want to listen to this here. Let me, let's, let's think about this. Let's think about all the shit you've done bad in your life. Let's think about the fact you've lost your wife. Let's think about the fact that you've done this or that, you know, going through a divorce that I didn't want. Oh, let's drag that. Let's drag you through the mud a little bit there. Wonder what she's doing, who she's with. Wonder if she's going out, blah, 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 blah. All that shit just rushes through your head, drives you insane. And this is at church. So, all right, so fast forward a couple of weeks, you know, I'm sitting there, and usually at the end of a service, in most churches, they have what's basically called an altar call. Sometimes they ask you to come to the front, sometimes they just ask you to raise your hand. But what you're doing is they're asking if anyone there would like to commit themselves to being born again. And being born again is basically saying that I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I look for forgiveness of all my sins. And it's not that it's some, you know, uh, it's a big deal. It's the biggest deal, I guess, you really make in your, uh, in your Christian walk is, is you know, you've got to give yourself to Christ or, you know, you'll have some success, but you won't have all the success you probably could have if you finally just surrender yourself to being a Christian. So one day I'm sitting there in church and I've listened to this 
same altar call over and over and over again for a few weeks. And finally I sit there and I, I get the, the nerve up and I raise my hand. Because he, he, he basically I liked it because every head bowed, every eye closed, you didn't feel you know, self-conscious about going up and, you know, and, and I would, I would have felt very self-conscious about doing that and probably wouldn't have done it if, if we hadn't done it this way. Uh, today I'd happily run up there, but that's a different story. So anyway, I, ha I hold my hand up. Usher brings me a CD, you know, um, we pray and I, uh, I'm, I, I, and so the pastor, it's coming towards the end of the service and pastor's, you know, still talking and doing some things. And, and so I, we all sit down and I'll never forget this for as long as I live, you know, is pastor Don is walking across the stage and he stops and kind of turns back around and I'm just kind of noticing it's not really paying attention he goes sir sir and he says it again and I'm and I'm looking up going why didn't this whoever he's talking to uh look up and answer the man good lord I, you know I was, I was just kind of you know and I then it dawned on me that he's looking directly at me and I kind of put my hand on my chest as you would you know me is he, yes, 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 you, sir. He goes, as I was walking across the stage, he said, God, stop me. God, I, 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 got, a, I got this from God. He said, whatever you're doing artistically and, and as, as, the, as you're trying to um, bring this out in your life, keep doing it. God wants you to keep doing it. Okay, here's what's going to flip you out. I don't know anybody in the church. There is no way on God's good earth that anybody even knew me to coach him to say this. The other thing is, is I hadn't really, st I started on that just before I started kind of writing and taking pictures. And, you know, I had decided that, you know, if I'm going to lose everything in my life, then, you know, I'm going to at least finish out the last half of my life doing something that I want to do, not something I have to do. So I really started looking at the things that I did you know, I used to paint. I used to do a lot of things that I stopped doing after I got married. And so, and it has nothing to do with, you know, if she ever listened to it, it has nothing to do with her. I just stopped. I don't know why I shouldn't have. Okay. But I stopped that artistic outlet in myself. And so I started, I was writing, I was, I was writing a lot of articles and I was, when I was married, I, I, I wrote a lot of articles. I was trying to, you know, really get into freelance writing and things like that. And so anyway, he would, there's no way on God's good earth that he could know that I was writing, that I was doing for photography or making videos. He, there was no way on God's good earth that he could know that. Not one way. And yet, the one thing that he told me in the church and picked me out of a couple hundred people that were there. Okay, how could he know that? How could he, you know, but Pastor Don has, I've seen him get these things like that and, and be so spot on that it was, it was amazing, you know, and, uh, uh, and I like to, to think about, um, 
that was a miracle. Because honest to God, I was in the probably as dark a place and probably as close to doing something stupid as I've ever been in my life. It's a miracle that I didn't act on, on some of the, the self-harming things that I got into. So it's a miracle. You know, something just kept me from ending it. You know, and because uh, I really didn't have anything else to live for. The woman who I, honest to God, for my entire life, we we got separated at, at for in a, in the in years and years ago, you know, and and over a bad thing that it wasn't it wasn't either one of our faults, and and throughout my life, she was always the one that got away. Then fate had it where we crossed paths again, and subsequently it didn't work out. And today, I'm okay with that. A year ago, I wasn't. But today, I understand that if it were my destiny, I would be there. If it were our destiny, she would be with me or I would be with her. And I understand that today. And I accept that today. And it's it's easy for me to, to think about and get excited about all the wonderful things that are going to happen to me in my life. And I, and I do have, you know good friends and I do have someone special that I'm talking to that I like and that likes me and we're we're pretty compatible you know we'll see where that goes but I'm not in a position where I'm going you know where I'm forcing that hand you know um it really I'm I'm trying to have patience and wait my turn so I'm standing in line waiting my turn. That doesn't mean that we do nothing, okay? Anything that I talk about with you guys, the, all of this stuff involves work, okay? You don't just sit on your ass, but you also don't sit there and quit either. And that's what I'm talking about, getting out of line, skipping your turn, okay? You're not going to be able to rocket ship to the front of the line, okay? And you're going to have to wait your turn. So that that means not quitting, okay? So that's... So, but you still have to do work every day. I still have to go to church. I still have to study the Bible. I still have to let God know that he is first and foremost in my life. Okay, I still need to go to him in prayer. I still need to go to him and show him that I have faith. Okay, I can't just, you know, it's, uh, you, and you guys have heard me say this a million times too. And, but it's true. I can't say, okay, God, I have faith. I love you. I need to make a million dollars this year and then go, okay, that's you. I need a miracle. And go to the phone and go, Domino's? Hi, yeah, I need a meat lovers and a large Pepsi. Sit my butt on the couch and do nothing. Doesn't work that way. I wish it did, but it doesn't. You're actually going to have to get up and work. You're actually going to have to go through some shit. You're actually going to have to maybe even get in a place where you just, you know, and I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is a good point. I was there two weeks ago, week and a half, two weeks ago, where I, honest to God, ended up having to just go out in the middle of the field behind where I stay and just 
pretty much fall to my knees and just crying saying, okay, I give, I surrender, you know, how the hell much more do you think I can take? Cause in my mind, I can't take another damn thing. I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I've had enough is enough. And damn it, if you're part of my life, then, then get in the game. I'm getting my ass whipped out here. And, and I, I, you know, And I had to show more patience again. I ended up having to do something. And something that happened for me that I thought was going to be the absolute ruin of me. And it absolutely was more than enough to give me the breathing room I needed in order to keep going. In order to say, okay, I was convinced beyond any reasonable doubt that this situation, I was screwed. And I wasn't. Not by a long shot. So I surrendered myself. I gave up and said, please. And I gave up in the sense that I just said, God, I can't do this. You're going to have to, you're, here's the ball. If you can run with it, great. If you don't, then I'm, I'm stuck right here. God didn't fix everything in my life, but he did enough. He did enough that it strengthened my faith so much that I just, I mean, it's made, it's changed me completely because I know he was there. I, because I, here's the thing. I, 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 I didn't completely, I guess, get out of the line, but I had one foot out and one foot barely in, maybe had my toe in the line. So it's that, what they call, the Bible calls that mustard seed of faith. If you don't know what a mustard seed is, it's the smallest seed of any, I guess, anything ever. And Jesus said that if you have that mustard seed of faith, you can move a mountain. Literally. And that's what happened. I had that mustard seed of faith. I just kept saying, I, I you know what, God, I, I don't know what I've done to piss you off. Which is absolutely the wrong thing to say, folks. I don't know what happened, but, you know, here we are. And I just kept saying, you know, God, I know you got me, please. (laughs) You know, and I kept saying that even when I didn't believe it completely, I just kept saying, God, I know you got me. God, I know you got me. God, I know you got me. And sure enough, sure enough, I found a way through. I was given an opportunity to go, okay, now I can really kick some ass. I have that faith. I have that. I don't, I'm not going to lose my faith. He strengthened my faith. More important than anything. I don't care about all the things that I was able to, to do. The one thing that I want God to know and the one thing I want you to know is that it, I have unwavering faith that God is going to take care of me. Because in my darkest moment when I was sliding back into shit man that you know 
this life, I, 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 you know, it's time to call it a day. It's time to call it a day. Yeah, it was a good run, but it, it, this is just so effed up that it really is just, honest to God, time to call it a day. And you reach out one more time and you just say, God, I, 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 I don't feel you. I don't see you. I don't. And then all of a sudden something manifests in your life. And you go, you really are there. You praise you, you you just you you don't know how to how to respond or how to answer because it's like I, I didn't see it coming. And that's the miracle that God provides for you. That's the miracle that you can have. Believe me, I have thought so many times in my life, and especially over the last year, man, you've effed up so many times in your life that you don't deserve a damn thing. You know? And sure enough, God shows me in ways that are so monumental in your mind that he's there. He might let you go through a couple of things. I even wrote a book about this, you guys. It's called um, God is Your Coach. And I wrote, and I wrote a book. I, it, it was so profound to me. I wrote a book about it. And so you sit there and think about that fact that he, you know, he's coaching you through situations. He might, you know, and a, what does a good coach do? A good coach is, yeah, he's going to run you till you might puke, uh, running wind sprints. He's going to push you beyond your limits. Beyond what your limits are, not what your what reality limits are, but beyond what your limiting beliefs are and push you through that. So that you go instead, you know, coach says run five miles, you run six. Muhammad Ali famously told Arnold Schwarzenegger, asked him, you know, how many, how, how, when, what kind of sets do you do? How many reps do you do? Said he started counting when it hurt. That's when I start counting. That's what made him a champion. One of his quotes, Muhammad Ali's quotes is, he hated training, detested it, didn't like it. I've read this and, 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 and the quote is so poignant that he knew if he suffered through training, if he knew he could do that, that the, the outcome from that would be he would be a champion. So he suffered through. Whenever he was telling Arnold that, you know, he says, you know, he's like, how many reps do you do, man? He goes, he goes you know, and he goes, I don't count. I, and I start counting when it hurts. You know, imagine sitting at the gym you're getting ready to do a set and you go and 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 when it hurts, you start counting. That's when you're gonna do your ten. 
or your 12, whatever the, uh, the new buzzword for number of reps in a set, you know, is you're going to, you're going to, you're, when you, when your arms start to hurt, then you're going to one, two, three, you're going to burst through that pain. Why? Because you can move beyond the limiting belief that you have. Stay in line. Don't give up. It will be your turn. It has been my turn. And there have been times that I'll be perfectly honest. I don't, I, I always tell you guys, I always grade myself. You know? If I was going to grade myself on this last little thing where God came through with an A plus for himself, I would have said I was a D minus minus, almost an F. The reason I don't give myself an F is because I did at least reach out to God and let him know I'm trying, I'm working on it. I don't see you and I know that you're supposed to be there, but I just, I, I can't see you anymore. I can't feel you anymore. And in spades, more than I ever dreamed of, more than I could have ever asked for or hoped for, he came through. And the greatest gift that I gave, that that I got from that moment was realizing all I got to do is stand in line and stay in faith. My turn's going to come. Stand in line and stay in faith. Don't give up, but stay in line. And, oh my God, you guys have got to try it. You've got to, believe me, you've got to work on it. If you're suffering through and you keep giving up, stop it. Told this story a few times. It's not really a story. It's just things that you've heard, but you have to look at it metaphorically and say, okay, I can, I, I, you know, yeah. Marathon runners hit what's called the wall, especially when you first start running. Okay. And you're training for a marathon. You're trying to run a marathon. 16 to that 20 mile mark, somewhere in there, you're going to hit and your brain is going to try to convince you that you're hurting your body. You can't go another step. Your heart's going to explode. Your legs are going to drop off. Whatever the hell it is that your brain is telling you. And there's been so many studies where medically that's just not the case. It's mentally your brain who's trying to run from this pain, okay, because that's what our brain is conditioned to do. When it, when it senses we're in some pain, that's why do you think you back up? Okay, if you touch something hot, why do you think you, you move your, your, your reflexes to snap back? Because as your brain senses that, that, that pain, or as your, as, as your body senses that pain, okay, your brain just tells you, whoa, back up. Well, it's the same thing when you're going through emotional pain. Whoa, back up. Okay, that you're, you're going to go through that. Oh, stop. No, we need to back up. So do you start counting your reps when it starts to hurt or do you start counting them? Well, I'll do it normal. No, champion does it when it starts to hurt and you move through. You stand in line. 
you wait your turn. And you don't listen to your brain when you hit the wall. You don't, you work through the runners that, that pass that wall, get past it, keep going, find, and find the strength to finish the race. When everything in their brain, mind, their body and soul feels like they can't do another deal, but for whatever reason, you muster up the courage from within inside you to see your left foot, see your right foot, your left foot, your right foot, your left foot, your right foot, your left foot, your right foot, your right foot and you keep going. You move beyond what, whether it's the enemy attacking you or whether it's your own noodle attacking you. You say, whoa, no, buddy. Whoa, whoa, sister. Stop. You can't do this. When there's no reason on God's good earth that you can't. No reason on God's good earth that you can't achieve that what you're setting out to do, no matter how painful it is. As long as it's something that's right and something that, 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 uh, I always say, (laughs) a lot of people say, can God bless that? Well, I always say that if you're doing something and your grandmother's in the same room and she gives you the thumbs up, okay, you can do it in front of your grandmother. You can do, you know, then, then that's, then, you know, you're doing something good. Okay. When you can do it in front of your grandma, then you know you're doing something good. When you can do it in front of God, you know you're doing something good. Okay? Because you wouldn't... And here's the thing. Because you can't see God in in essence, okay? Um, but you could see your grandmother, then you probably wouldn't do some disgusting thing in front of your grandmother. Okay? Because she's sitting right there staring at you. You know? Well, think about God in the same way. God's in, God's right here staring at you going, really, dude, you want to do that in front of me? So if you put that out in the universe, as far as, is I'm going to, what, what I'm doing is, is right. It's something that God would bless. It's something that God would ordain. It's something that I could do in front of my grandmother. Go with it. You can, you can absolutely do it, but have the patience to stay in line to see it through. Because you may have to stand in a queue. You know, maybe like going and eating at a great restaurant. Once you sit down and, and you know, think about it. How many times have you gone to a super or, or gone to see the most incredible movie? I can't tell you how many times that I sat in a line to see a movie. And then at the end of the movie, go, oh, man, that was so worth it. Wow. Or how many restaurants have you eaten at where you stayed and you waited an hour for a table? Got sat down. The, f- the food was amazing. The service was unbelievable. The wait- waiter or waitress was the coolest person you ever met. The bartender sent you drinks. Everything couldn't have been more perfect. And yet you stood in line and you waited your turn. Why? Because the outcome was amazing. The outcome was amazing. How many, you know, movies have you gone and you got there two or three, or or here, my generation, how many rock concerts did you sit at to get tickets? 
where you got there the day before or the, you know, or you sat in line. It was general admission. I remember when I was a kid at the El Paso uh, 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 Coliseum. It was always general admission. So, man, you got there early so you could get at the front door. And, man, when they opened the front doors, you handed the dude your ticket and you were hauling ass because you wanted to be at the stage. But you'd been there since, like, the crack ass of dawn, you know, pitching a Frisbee or doing something. But you were there and you had to wait. You had to wait your turn. And at the end of the night, it was, you were like, dude, that was the coolest. Oh, my God. You know, and you remembered that that time your entire life. There's concerts I went to with friends when I was in high school that I'll never forget the times that we had. The long lines we had to stand in and all that kind of shit didn't make any difference. And that's the whole thing, you know, you, you stay in line. Because when you get to the food, the concert, the movie, your life, it'll be worth it. So stay in line. Stay in line. Okay, gang. I uh, love you guys. I hope that you're standing in line. Um, if you don't get anything out of this, but... Never give up. Even when you can't feel it and you only have that mustard seed of faith, do not give up. Do not let the dark side win. Do not hurt yourself. You, I'm telling you, I've been so close and so, so there. But it's worth it. Stay in line. It's worth it. I still got a long way to go, but it's worth it. I have a new renewed hope. I have a new renewed faith that I can that I'm gonna be able to fight through anything. That's what I got out of this. God be praised. If you're going through a tough time right now, I'm just lifting you up and saying you're not alone. And if you just stand in line and wait your turn, do the work. You can always reach out to me, man. Leave me a voice message through the, uh, through the, uh, there's a way for you guys to communicate with me on, on the podcast. You can leave a voice message. If you're using Anchor, you know, um, to listen to the podcast. I don't know if you can do this through Apple. Um, I know the biggest majority of my listeners, you guys are listening to Apple. Way to go. I'm an Apple fan. Um, Spotify. uh, But if you go to Anchor, you can find my podcast and you can get me there. If you go to the website, okay, robertbruton.com and just go to contact us. There's a way for you to send me all kinds of, of cool stuff. I will respond. I will get back to you. If I receive your stuff and it comes directly to me, you guys, it is, this is stuff that I do not staff out. This is stuff that I answer myself. If you reach out, I promise I'll, 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 I'll reach out and, and answer. If you need somebody to blow off that, if you need somebody to talk to, if you need somebody to just hear you out, you know, if you're looking for resources, I will do my very best to help you try to find resources if you need it. 
There's all kinds of help out there, you guys. All kinds of good help. If you have, if you have, you know, clinical depression or something like that, golly, man, get in there, get your medication, and get going. You know, if you're having trouble paying for your medication, get to a county hospital, man. There's, there's help. There's hope. You can find it. And if you're in a dark place and you're thinking about hurting yourself, pick up, call a suicide hotline. Do not, do not hurt yourself ever. I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, been there. And thank God, thank God I didn't act on that. I won't say I hadn't tried years and years and years ago, but I'm telling you now, do not. Your life is worth something. And you will find it. You just got it. Like I said, I know standing in line sucks. Sometimes you're looking at a line. Look at Black Friday lines, for God's sake. They wrap around buildings. They wrap around the mall. People will wait in line and wait their turn. Why? Because the end result is what is something good. Okay? I can't imagine going, <laughs> okay, getting a 50-inch TV for 100 bucks. Okay, well, I'm not going to stand in a line for five hours, but there's folks that will, and God bless you. Okay? But stand in line. Do the stuff. It'll, I promise. It's uh, not, as, not as bad as you think. And you can get through. Okay? Our mind will play horrible, horrible tricks on us. The enemy will encourage you. Uh, fuck it. Go on. There's nothing to live for. No, that's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. So if you need that help, man, reach out to a suicide hotline, I'm telling you. If not, if you're not at that place or that point, praise God. You know, and you need some you need some help, man. There's there's all kinds of pastoral counseling and all kinds of things where you can go and, and you can pay on a sliding sliding scale, which means if all you can pay is five bucks, then you pay five bucks. If all you can pay is nothing, then you pay nothing. If all you can pay is twenty bucks, then you pay twenty bucks. But you do something. If you're having trouble with addiction, get to an AA meeting. Get to an NA meeting if it's drugs. There's help. There's hope. And that's what I've learned. Standing in line. Waiting. Patiently. It changes. All right. We're going to end it all right there today for now and I love you guys man I just feel it's hard to say goodbye um, remember robertbruton.com go visit me go see I got all kinds of articles all kinds of resources all kinds of stuff that I've gone through and help that I've found that I'm sharing with you guys all right cool so again this is a Robert Bruton podcast show and I'm your host Robert Bruton And I love you. Bye for now.